Love Talk Radio. Like a lion. Right. Okay, so we have to be on our P's 
and our cues, and we got to keep Satan under his feet. So whatever your weakness is, we're going to say it out loud, and we're going to cast it into the cares of hellfire. And we're not going to bring it up no more this year. That's good. Tell them this is one thing we did that worked with us as young ministers. You remember when Pastor Whitaker, he used to get an ashtray. And burn and he it. Say, he said, get all the stuff that's worrying you, write it down. Get everybody in your family, write it down, put it in an ashtray, and, and burn, burn it. it. Mm-hmm. And once it's finished burning, you don't think about it no more. And we have to do that because the devil knows your weakness. So now that he knows that he's going to pry, he's going to put salt on a cut. And you know if you put salt, it burns. So we're going to call him to the front. You're not going to mess with this. You're not going to mess with my finances because I'm not going to worry about it. Because once I pay my tithes and my offerings and do what thus said the Lord, your hands is off of me. I have nothing else to do with it. God handles it. And you got to give it to him. If, if gambling is your weakness, you got to put that, God, I got a problem with gambling. Put it under submission. Got to put it under submission. Tell him with that problem and say, I need your help. Like that song say, you can't have my family. You can't have my You got to put the next phase of your life, the next chapter of your life, let's get anything the devil can hold against you in check. In check. If it's your marriage, give that to God and put that in check. Amen? Amen. But see, you got to come to him and let him know. Because, you know, God is, is not a God of forcing you to anything. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to talk and tell him what you need him to do. Because, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yes, he can read our minds, but he's not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. Write it down and make it plain. So you put it down, and, and then, again, before 23 goes out, let's get into a habit of sitting down with our spouses and starting to pray together. Because my wife always said that ever since we were going 30 years of marriage, she said, family that prays together stays together. And that was a word for us. Mm-hmm. Because... We used to call our daughters at night and have prayer with them. But see, all this stuff that we used to used to work, saints, we got to get back to it. The good old days. And our our daughter, uh, is Charlene in here? She's in there. Charlene, she made a statement that my other daughter, Christina, made. She said, we thrive, we need each other. Yeah, we draw strength from each other. We draw strength from each other. So when we're not together... Satan think he can get in there. Oh, but, but no. See, but see, God already told him, in our weakness, then we are strong. Mm-hmm. Because God says, see, God, need, he don't need you boasting in yourself. I can do this out there. I got five jobs. I'm making this type of money. He wants you to boast in him. Let him do the fighting for you. Because, see, sometimes this fight gets us so weary to where you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. And how many of y'all doing it? You, know, you, you have something you wanted to do. And you just look at it and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I do it all the time. That's it's starting to be a form of depression. Saints, we got to get out of this depression in 23 because 24 is going to be coming. It's going to come in like a whirlwind. And let me tell you why I, I told my husband sometimes. It's after I had the surgery in March, I kept the neck brace on until June the 7th. So I had that neck brace on for four months, 24 hours a day. I was not allowed to take it off. I had to eat, sleep, go to the bathroom. Couldn't wash the way I wanted to wash. And that was my life for four months. And after the, after they took it off in January, I mean in June, I was supposed to go for therapy. But I got two insurance companies fighting who's going to pay the bill. So you know if you got a pass-through hospital bill or doctor's no bill, you don't get service. But see, God's going to take care of all that, too. We had to put that under submission mm-hmm. because I told my wife a lot, and she she's a worrier. She, she's starting to sound like me because she's never worried like she has recently. And I told her, I said, you know what, this is not your bill. In yeah, other like, words, this is not your fight. And the thing is, I'm not worried about the bill. I'm worried about the therapy aspect. I need therapy. I could put, I've been icing it and heating it, but I could tell that, that whatever they do, whatever they do and how they do it is missing. So that's what I'm telling y'all. This is our next phase of life. I'm not letting that slow me up. 
I'm not letting finances slow me up. I'm not letting the death of my grandson hold me back. I'm not letting nothing hold me back. I can't. In 2024, we don't need no excuses, y'all. We have to keep on depending and leaning on God. We got to. Because even here in here is, honey, in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, because, see, we always plan for certain things. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it this way, we're going to do it that way, and it never works out the way mm-hmm. we plan. But this is the promise that God made to you. And this is Jeremiah 29 and 11. He said, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. God already knows what he's going through, and he's already telling you, don't worry. Because, see, the plans that you have for yourself is not going to override my plans because I know the plans that I have for you. Mm-hmm. And that's of good health and welfare. He cares about your welfare. You know, and we, you know, the sad thing. Me and my wife used to talk about this about the um, situation, the medical situation. Even the one she's talking about, overseas, different countries, they all have the same health care. But when you get to America, everybody has this thing about bitterness, and I want to have five shops, I want to have three dentist practical practices, I want to have this. And they just go berserk with it. They got so many different prices. They don't accept this insurance. This insurance don't pay. We won't do this. That's why I love when you go overseas. Even when I was over in Korea, you, you know, and, and all all around the world, these people were not that greedy about. I got to become a millionaire. I want to mm-hmm. make this type of money. I make. They were worried about people's welfare. Just like the Lord just told you, I'm worried about your welfare. And that's what they did. They they don't have all these outrageous prices, and you know, this this one person may have did my wife surgery for uh, fifty thousand dollars, but then you got another one say I'll do the same operation for seventy five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You don't. You both doing the same thing. So what raised up the price that you were going to do the surgery for because of your name or who that you really think you are? Mm-hmm. Come on. And, and we got people out here with that mindset. They they think, you know, oh, well, you know, when you come over and, and see me, you can just go for a checkup. That checkup can cost you $150,000. Come on. Because of who I am. See, in 2024, God going to let you know who you are. When you start seeing these businesses go to the wayside and people start going, to, you know, they start going under because you're not treating his people right. Mm-hmm. They come... They come to you wholeheartedly looking for help, and then you got these insurances, like she said, fighting over a bill. And I told the people when I talked to them because, you know, I'm tired of, you know, I'm tired of them calling her, so everyone's, I'm tired of them calling her because every once in a while I get the phone and let them know, no, this is Mr. Lee. What you need with Mr. Lee? So I said, I said, no, you guys are acting like during the time of the surgery she didn't have no insurance, and that's wrong. She had two insurances. Y'all mm-hmm. just mixed up who was the primary, who's the secondary. And you know any paid insurance is primary and ones that you get free is secondary. Mm-hmm. So we asking these two two uh, insurance companies, you know, what are you guys doing? So see, like I said, you know, and I know somebody out there probably going through the same thing. Don't sit back and wait for them to put you in this, try to put you in collections. Get with these people. Talk to somebody, whoever you talked to last, talk to somebody over them. Yep. And let them know. You know what? First off, and I told them, and see, when you get to a point to where you can really tell them something that they have, don't have an answer for, people get quiet. I said, wait a minute. I said, somebody approved this operation. So she couldn't approve it herself. Operation is over, over hundreds of thousands of dollars. So whatever y'all got to do to rectify this, Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. But that's an, a, a part of life. Yeah. Bills, hospital bills, emergency bills, medication. Oh, that's part of life. So we, we figured that out. What's our next move? You feel me, people? We have to learn. We have to lean and depend on God's unchanging hand. No matter what the situation looks like or how you feel, 
shake the devil off. Put him under your feet. Yeah, because he he, he is like he, he you know the devil is, is really you know we've been taught that from being young. He's already defeated. Already. He's like a roaring lion with no teeth. He has no claws. He can't bite you. He can't scratch you. Only thing he can do is aggravate you. Mm-hmm. And he knows what your flaws are as far as you know what you worry about. Yes, he does. And he just he sits there and he just pounces on it because my my wife like she told you earlier she's had to tell men me and my wife we sit down and we talk about the roles of men and women and um, <laughs> it's strange because I sit down and tell my wife sometimes I say you know what we've been married all these years we know each other we know a lot about each other we love each other I said but let me explain a little something. <laughs> You know, and she looked at me like, you know, and, and, and some men, if you're going through this, just just, just hang in there with me. Because most men, the th- first thing come out of my mouth is, you don't know what I'm going through. And I, I said the same thing. You don't understand. i got to make sure all these bills get paid. i got to do this. i got to do that. And we're trying to be transparent with you guys. Most of the time, you're worrying about stuff, and your your blessing is right around the corner the next day. Amen. You know, you sit up and worry about something. God said, you know, they say you you sitting here trying to figure it out, and God already got it worked out. Yeah. So that's why we have to really, really lean and trust on him because he knows what we need, and he knows when to give it to Mm -hmm. us at the exact time. You know, so that's why sometimes I be telling my wife, you know, she look at me and she said, you just can't keep still. You got and see, that comes from the military. You know, I always got to keep busy. I got to do this, got to do that. And, oh, yeah, let me let me remind you, this is the 1,916th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. And, see, we can, can say we know we remember the first episode because <laughs> we were on it. Amen. He <laughs> was on the first episode. So, so God is good, and God is still sending his blessings out over the airways, the airways and you know, God, God told the, just like he told the disciples, he said, go out into the world and preach my word. But you know they all preach different. So God is going to come at you in different ways. Amen. It, it's just, yeah, we got to bring it down to the volume and to the tone and the level that you understand. And we try to talk to y'all because we do know sometimes we do get, I get excited talking about God and how he works stuff out for me. If he work it out for me, I know he won't do the same thing for you. So if I get kind of excited, I'm sorry. God has been too good for me to keep it to myself. And if y'all can learn something today, good. But I'm trying to let you know, whatever you think you're going through, whatever you think you're big and bad and that you can't handle, guess what? God has already handled it for you. Just trust in the process because everything you go through right now is just a process. It's only a test. It's only a test. And the mm-hmm. test today is tomorrow's testimony. Just remember who you are and who God called you to be. And don't forget, this is, you're not the only one going through this. That's why we're letting you guys know we've talked to a lot of our Christian friends, couples, singles, and everybody has a thorn in their side. Mm-hmm. But let me read you something from Second Corinthians. That it says a lot about it, and it explains a lot. Amen? Second Corinthians 4 and 16 says, So we do not lose heart. I mean, when we say don't give up. Mm-mm. Though our outer shell is wasting away. Uh-huh. Come on. Our inner shell is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentarily affliction, is preparing us for an eternal weight of life, of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Mm-hmm. For things that are seen are transparent, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And see... I have to throw one of the one, one of the things that's seen, but we we overlook it every day. 
some of the things that are unseen, and that's God's love. Mm. That's his love. That's something that we don't see until you sit up and wonder how your child just got hit by a car and they made it. Yeah. Or how your daughter just got lost walking around, but that's all she was doing. Nobody took her. That's love. Yeah, we forget to thank God for little things. The small blessings turn out to be big blessings later. We just got to learn who to focus our attention on. And all our attention needs to be on Christ. It really do because society right now, and he's here to destroy marriages. Yes, he is. Marriages, families. And we got to give God our everything. We got to be honest. We got to be honest with him. We can say it, but we got to really do this thing. Because we lost so many loved ones in 2000. And it's 2023 now. Yeah. And we got to, like, God, come on. I I put my hands up. I'm waving my white flag. I surrender it all, God. I surrender myself, Lord God. I surrender me wholeheartedly, God. Deal with my mind, body, soul. I surrender it all because I can't do this walk by myself. Yeah, and that's what we talk about all the time. That's why, see, what she's just saying, now you guys understand why you have to give your children back to God because he knows much better than you do. Mm-hmm. So we got to stop trying to hold on moms and dads. Oh, well, I have this plan for him. He's going to go to college or her. She's going to be a ballerina dancer. She gonna... God may not want her to be none of that, and she might not want to be none of that. You, you guys ever sit down and talk to your kids and ask them what are their aspirations, what do they really want to be in life? First, I want you to be a child of God, okay, because we got some kids around us. And you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about these ministers' kids, these pastors' kids, these bishops' kids. We all on TV and every place else. But look at our kids. What they say, you can tell you can tell the fruit by the tree it comes from. Uh-huh. So let's stop lacking in certain areas and start paying attention to what our kids are listening to and what they're watching and what kind of friends they have around them. Because, you know, we always told our girls growing up, you know, you're not going to go no further than the, the, the best five friends you have around you. Uh-huh. Because, see, and that's a mindset. You know, i got to let you guys know, that's a mindset. You know, people have been saying that for years. You're not going to go no further than a friend. No, that's true because either you don't want to surpass them or you just want to sit there and say, well, I can't do it because me and her went to school together. And I remember she got all A's and B's in school. What make you think I can be a lawyer? What make you think you can? Who told you you can't? You put your mind to it. You can be anything God called you to be. Anything. Anything God called you to be, guess what? That's what you are and who you are. Because we forget who we are. We don't belong to ourselves. No. We belong to the Father. And that's why we laugh. Don't, don't we laugh all the time when people say they sold their souls? How can you, you don't own your soul? You don't own your soul. We sold that he, he sold his soul to the devil. He what? don't own it. What was it, a sale? Or, you know, did, did you get a discount on it? Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't really understand this. How are you going to sit there and tell me you sold your soul? You don't have a soul that you can sit there and pull a piece of paper and say, mm-hmm. take my soul. I sign it over to you. You belong to God. Yes. All of you. Not some of you. All of you belong to him. And we got to remember that. Every part of you belongs to the Father. You were created in His likeness to please Him. And we have to, I keep telling y'all, we got to remember who we belong and who we owe. Amen. Amen. And see, while we down here, because that's all they do up in heaven all day long is praise God. Mm-hmm. We are down here, this is our school. And we're practicing. Mm-hmm. So when we get up there, we don't have to practice. All we got to do is just do what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. and, and praise his holy name. That's all. But while we're down here, we're going to go through trials, tribulations, 
But it's not that bad because God said, I don't even take you through this to make you strong because I have a place for you. You're leveling up. And what you're going to get and what you're going to go through, you don't have the knowledge right now and you don't have the power even, you know, like what the, the book said, the praying wife and the praying husband. Mm-hmm. It's a lot they can do. That's why God said we're two or more gathered. And I told people a long time ago, he's talking about a husband and a wife. Where two or more gather, I'll be there in the midst. And then a family that prays together stays together. You got to know, I, I love my grandkids. I truly do. Because once, um, a couple weeks, I couldn't, I did not feel feel it to go. My body was so sore and my neck was hurting. My granddaughter said, Grandma, that's where your healing is. Mm-hmm. I had a mouth of babes. I had to check myself. Okay, I'm getting ready. <laughs> and she, oh my God, this one, this one right here, she had to check me. That's Erin. She really checked me. And Riley gets her stuff out on Friday for church on Sunday. And before we got in the car today, my grandson said, "We gotta pray." Yeah. Raise Coming back home, we gotta pray. Raise them up in the way that they should go. And they, they the part. And we gotta. That's your. That's your chapter in your life to raise your grandchildren. Work on your commitment with Christ, because what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Him will last. I don't care what man say, whatever they say. I want to hear from my Father. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You can come on in. And this this relationship, I thank God for it. Because what God put together, let no man take us under. <laughs> That's my grandson. And you y'all gotta remember this phase of your life, this phase of your relationship, I don't care if you was married for two years, three years, five years, a year, four months, whatever you whatever it is. Your prayer tonight, God strengthening us. This bond that we have, strengthen the bond because I feel the enemy trying to devour my relationship, mm-hmm. tear my family apart. And he, he's on that twenty four seven. So you know, let's let, let's stop by bickering and arguing, and let's sit down and let's talk about it and pray about it. You know, so we just gotta, you know, just just take care of it. Wait a minute, wait until we finish on the end. Bring the puppies, babies back. You know, and I just thank God for my family. You already had one. Put down. I thank God for my family. You know, y'all don't understand my family. <laughs> oh, I love my family. They truly keep me grounded. And I love my grandbabies and my daughters. Y'all know how I am with my girls. And if you guys are listening to us via what, Facebook? Facebook, Internet, telephone, however. Remember, you want to call in, you know, make a comment, ask a question, 319-527-6091. And... We just, you know, we, the, the, the way the way we do things with our grandkids, because most people, if you look at if you look today, <laughs> and this this is a this is a a hit to children, but it's not. You got a lot of grandparents raising their grandkids, you know, and and some of it's out of necessity, and some of it is out of both love and necessity, because these young kids today, we I just look at them and they seem like they don't have no gumption, no get up and go. You know, and, and one of the questions when me and, me and Maureen used to be doing marriage counseling, I always ask people, where do you find yourself in the next five years? You know, where, where, where are you going? I mean, can you see past your nose? Can you see the next year? Because people always say, God, say, don't worry about what you should eat. No, I know he do. But he also tell you, be ye ever ready. Prepare. You have to prepare. Because that's the way he did. God prepared, and he did everything in order like he wanted to do. 
the waters, the land, the different mammals. The, you know, he planned everything. This was a whole plan. He didn't just snap his finger one day and everything was, you know, down here on earth while everything existed. He had a plan. So you have to make a plan also. I need you guys to sit down because I know some of you don't do it right now. Sit down and that woman may nag you or that man may may not pay attention to you, but you got to turn that around. Men, sometimes just start listening instead of talking, you know, because that woman got a lot to say. She got a lot to say, but you ain't going to be able to hear it if you're not listening, and you're not going to hear it if you don't allow her the time to talk. You know, and men, let's stop being so stubborn because, see, that's why these women are put in our lives because sometimes they can see things that we can't see because our stubbornness will make us blind as a bat. We know this, we know that, but you know what? God put her there because she can pull your coattail and say, wait a minute, honey, you did that last week. You know, and you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep on getting the same result. Mm-hmm. And we get mad. What you know about that? I, 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 I'm not doing like, no, no, wait a minute. We don't need no blood pressure. We don't need, you know, no people falling out. Just sit down and just this year, because it's almost out, this year let's regroup and start talking. And then as we talk, let's start praying, because if we see, if you ever get to a point where you and your wife are going to start throwing words back and forth, I don't care if it's the man or the woman. Be the first to say, let's pray. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, it took me a long time to get through that. Because, see, when I'm hot, I'm hot. When I'm mad, I'm mad. I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to see nobody. <laughs> but we he had, ain't lying yeah, to yeah, tell but, y'all. Yeah, but we had to get to that point, and I had to get to that point where, you know what? I tell people I like peace in my house. So if it takes me to shut up, I'll shut up. And I'll just let it just, you know, you know, you let fire, because we, we, we have a lot of, um, in a fire pit out here, we have a lot of fire. Sometimes you just got to let that fire well. And see, that's what you got to do with them arguments. Whoever started the fire, don't put no more kerosene on it. Don't put no more diesel on it. Yeah, you ain't got to put water on it because we don't want it to go out that fast. We want you to remember what happened. Okay, just let it burn out, burn down. Singe yourself out. Because then you can go back and look and talk about it without being so hyped, without being that, you know, you're wrong, I'm right. You're, ain't nobody right. <laughs> The thing I ain't going to tell you, most of the time I am, y'all. <laughs> but but the crazy thing is, see, I don't, I don't, I don't you know, I got to a point where we've been married so long, I don't even fight against that. Because it took know, a while to get there, you guys. But Come see, on. But see, I know every once in a while people got to realize, we want to be right, you want to be right. Who's right? If we're not doing it God's way, neither one of us is right. We got to sit down and talk about it, you know, and we'll go there because my wife told me and she, she still tells me because we get so busy sometimes. She said, you know, you know what I miss? I said, well, she said, I miss when we study together. She said, we need to go back to studying because, uh, I mean, you, you know, some, sometimes my wife gets so overwhelmed and, like, she told you with this surgery and everything to where she just gets tired. And all she want to do is sleep. And sometimes I, I had to get to the knowledge of knowing there's nothing wrong with that because if you're tired, you need to rest. She'll tell you. I'd be like, no, why, why you always sleep? <laughs> you, you don't never want to do nothing. You want to sleep. But these migraines are debilitating. See, I never had migraines, so I don't know. Those of you that have them, you need to start being a little more sympathetic with that male and that, 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 that female in your life. Be a little more sympathetic because they tell me sometimes, and I watch them, watch her, watch people with these migraines to where they, they will make you so sick you will just throw up. They be so, you know, they would hurt your head so much to where all you want to do is just close your eyes and get in the mm-hmm. dark room. Because I used to call my wife vampire all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, "Why you going into your vampire mode? <laughs> she, she, said, she said, yeah. And I don't like dark, you know, but to help her out with these migraines, I'll go sit in the dark or I'll go outside. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to get some light. <laughs> I said, because I don't feel like being Dracula tonight. <laughs> I said I'm good, mm. but he's you know, not lying, y'all, y'all. But you, but you have oh. to. It's a give and take thing, and it has to be a give and take thing because sometimes you're gonna do this. It's just like I sit down. We talk to a lot of couples, and we ask them, "What do y'all do together that you like?" They don't even know. They don't do nothing like 
My wife figured out a long time ago, I'm going to do some things that he like, and he's going to do some things that I like. And one of them is I never learned to play tennis yet. <laughs> never. Never learned to play tennis. She always wanted me to learn to play tennis. Uh-huh. And I'm like, see, we got to, you're going to lose a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> now, you want you want to buy a whole basket of them, we can learn to play. And another thing, I like to ski. So he didn't like he didn't like to go skiing, but he went tubing. Yeah, he went yeah. tubing with me. I went tubing in the Poconos. But when I went up there, the thing I don't understand, I thought when you went tubing, you, everybody's supposed to have, like, rubber pants. No clothes. I looked up there, and people had jeans on, and they came down one time on the tube, and they were freezing. I said, Maureen, why do they have regular clothes on? Because you know you're going to get wet. People, they, they just wanted the tube. Look, they didn't understand the assignment, okay? <laughs> and the assignment telling you, dress for the weather. But we we had a good time, but, you know, uh, you know, I was saying that, and just to make it lighter, I was saying that to say this. Don't be afraid to do something that your spouse want to do, even if you don't like it, because you don't know. Even like when you try some food, you know, because my wife would tell me, taste this. I'm like, nah, it's nice. I want to taste that. <laughs> then I taste it, and I say, dang, ain't that bad. Yep. And that's Experience. the same thing, same thing with life. Like he knows I'm still young. I like jazz. I love jazz. I want to go to a concert. You still young. What are you trying to say? I'm old. Yeah. Watch your mouth. So we're going to go to a jazz concert. When we find one, we want to go there and go back to this place called, called uh, where, where Laura performed. They're called a winery. Mm-hmm. They had some good performers there. And uh, they last time they had, they had a lot of old school there. Didn't they? Mm-hmm. And it's just good every once in a while just to get out and just enjoy life. Enjoy your partner. You know, you'd be surprised how much stress is relieved when you do that. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, you gotta enjoy each other. You gotta like spending time. If you don't like spending time with your partner, I I I don't know what to tell you. I truly don't. I can just tell you, just see where their head is at. Enjoy life. Enjoy each other. What's the old saying go? They say don't let life pass you by. Don't. Life is too short. Because I had an old older person tell me something, and it was a fact that hit me hard. He said, look, let me explain something to you. You got more life behind you than you have ahead of you. Mm. So you have to make whatever time you have last. Make it worth Make it while. count. Make it count. You know, and just, I just want you to think of that. You know, and, and I ain't even talking about people that are our age. I'm talking about people a little younger than us. You still have more life behind you than you have ahead of you. And we, we got people, we talk about this all the time, that they live to be in the 90s, 100. It doesn't make no difference how long you live because you have a, a point to be born, you have a point to die. And the thing is, is what you did in the middle of it. Yeah, that's what, what God wanted to know. What God wants to know. What, who did you help? Who was you sympathetic to? Who did you witness to? Yeah. And see, the way that thing goes, we should be out every day and we talk to people. The way we open our mouth, it should be automatically witnessing. Mm-hmm. It should be. And what our kids always tell us, Maureen, from the grandkids. Y'all can talk to anybody. Y'all can talk to anybody. And my wife, if she sees me get to talking to somebody, she walks away and she comes back just to check on me, <laughs> make sure I'm all right. And the man said, oh, here come your wife. I said, no, she know I'll be talking. Mm-hmm. So we may sit there and, and then, you know, you'd be surprised at how many people just need that little time to talk to somebody. Sometimes, okay. you, yeah, if you talk to people, they'll they tell you, you know what, I, I was really contemplating suicide, but when, when I talked to you, I found out that life is worth more than what I thought it was, and I am somebody. Because mm-hmm. some of y'all out there right now don't think you're nothing, but God already told you, you first off, you're a child of God. You are somebody. And God you know, called you for a higher purpose to yeah. serve his people. Tell somebody, I don't care if you're at the hair salon, the nail shop, the barber shop, getting your oil changed, your brakes put on. I don't care what you do. Tell somebody Christ loves you. See, you know what what makes me sick with Christians? I'm going to say it. Christians are. We're too darn judgmental. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I can't talk to them. Yes, you can. They wouldn't understand. I could talk to anybody. You can come down to anybody level. You, you and I can the meet them where they are. Yep. I don't care if they Buddha, Hindu, it don't bother me. 
God loves you. And I had this one person, would you, um, I said, come to church with me one Sunday. Only if you come to the mines with me. I said, okay. And went. And I said, I want you, when you go with me, I want to, I want you to cast all your cares. I want you to just give everything you have. And be open-minded. And be open-minded. And then one thing I love, are you going to say something? Mm-mm, baby. The one thing I love that God, he, he always has a verse or something because Romans 12 and 2, he said, be, do not be conformed to this world. Mm-hmm. See, we, we're getting comfortable as Christians. We're yes, getting comfortable. We do get and we're starting to put up with a whole lot of stuff that God don't like. Mm-hmm. Say it. And see, that's the thing. My wife, she she drills this and everybody, she know. She said, if God don't like it, I don't like it. Point blank, period. But it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that's letting you know. Nobody tell you get in these journals and these history books. Get in the Word. That's how we're going to renew our minds. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, mm-hmm. what is good and acceptable and perfect. See, it's coming to a time... Nobody knows the time nor the place, but these are the last days. And we need to get our children right. We need to get, and I'm talking about your children. Okay, they're 34 or 40 living with you. Okay, we still need to stay on them because as far as me and my wife are concerned, we tell you, we don't want nobody to go to hell. I know that's impossible, but that's how we feel. We don't really want nobody to wind up in that desolate place. You know, and and don't you know? Don't look up, because sometimes when you look up, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Let's go on. Let's go on and get this thing in order to where let's get 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 a, a, a what do you call that book? The Easy Race Board where we put stuff that we need to do every day. Mm-hmm. First thing we need to do when when we get up is to pray. Thank God for the day. Mm-hmm. Thank God for yesterday. Thank God that our families is, is everybody got the breath of life breathing this morning. Nobody called and say this person didn't wake up, that person didn't wake up. That's the first thing we got to be thankful for. And then we have to ask God, whatever you have for me to do today, I'm willing. Be that open vessel. Yeah, because trust me, we be tired, but we still want to do this, want to do that. But we got to get people that are willing. Because we used to tell our churches all the time up north, remember, let's go pass our leaflets. Let's go talk about the Lord to people. Let's do this and this. We did that like one or two days and people got tired. Yeah. Nobody wanted to do it anymore. But we used to go out with our pastor and we would stand on corners. That's when the churches in Philadelphia really cared. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. They really cared. But see, it's no t- well, I've been to a lot of cities, but I've been to a lot of countries too. But I haven't been to a whole lot of cities where you go in and you have a bar in one corner and a church on the other. That's a battle right there. People don't even realize we have more churches on corners than anything in Philly. Mm-hmm. But see, we know, me and my wife even know too, but we still ask most of the pastors, why ain't anybody preaching on Revelation? Revelation scares people. Um, okay, it's 8.43. We want to know if we have any um, callers on. We're going to do the call of salvation and then the announcement. Amen. Amen, amen. You know, we, we are here again today. My wife tells you all the time we are elated about talking about the things of God. And we just put it out there and lay everything on the table. Now, if there's something tonight that you heard that struck your heart, made you think, made you think about something that you haven't done before, we want you to go and find yourself a church, Bible preaching, teaching church, after you accept God, Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have to find a place to continue your knowledge. Mm -hmm. Don't get that street knowledge. We need you to sit down and have a Bible preaching, teaching, pastor, 
because the words say, how can they learn if they don't have a teacher? So you have to go somewhere and you sit down because, you know, everything, every phase in your life that you go through, you have to sit under somebody to be taught. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, and I don't care, you can call your best friend that you went to college with and then let them know, you know, I turned my life over to Christ. Now I'm a new creature. Mm-hmm. But we always tell every new beginner that's when the work really starts. Or the older people say that's when the rubber hit the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to really look. And then because God loves, uh, he, and, I, you know, I understand why he feels like that. He loves new Christians because I would say 70 to 75 percent of them are so energetic. They're ready to go out and tell They'd somebody about Christ. They're excited yeah. about it. But, see, the old Christians, they sit and look at them like, why is he smiling all the time? Why is he so Jewish? Why is it? Why, mm-hmm. why, why, why aren't you like that? Just because you're getting older don't mean you still shouldn't have that same zeal for Christ. You got to. You need to be able to go out there and talk to somebody and bring them in because that's our, that's our job to bring, bring, that's your bring commission. souls in. Yeah. yeah, bring souls in. And, see, that's why most of you guys don't realize you have that church. That's why you had that pastor there. And, see, the more you bring him, the busier you keep him. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we just had about every, yeah, mostly about every Sunday, every other Sunday or two Sundays in a month, we had baptisms. I know y'all remember my wife telling y'all about Riley. Riley got baptized and asked the pastor, could, could we do it again next Sunday? Yes, she did. And he said, he said we can't do it every Sunday, baby. She said, why? <laughs> <laughs> he was snug. But she, they, my grandkids invite their friends to church. Yeah. And that's how they're not ashamed of Christ. Because tomorrow is what? Family and friends Sunday. So mm-hmm. whoever's in the Georgia area near Hampton, shoot us a line. Come on out. Fellowship with us. Zion Baptist Church. Yes, Zion. Hey, hey, Zion hey. Church. Yes. And we, we definitely are about our Father's work. Mm-hmm. Because as we work, we won't. This is a job you won't get weary in. You should be excited about telling people about your father. I know I am. Because he can do so many things. He can do everything but fail. And when we tell people and we tell them to come, because tomorrow, I don't know, I don't know how many people we have coming, but I know Sahara got four or five people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talk, I talked to a couple of people, you know, here and there. And I just so, want y'all to, like, Tell people about the church you go to. Yeah, and the God that you serve. And the God that you serve. Don't be so judgmental. No. Old people, get from your comfort zone and invite some of these young people to church. I said it. Ooh, she's going to get in trouble. Yeah. I don't care. Do what you do. But um, it, is, it is just so refreshing today. And, and, and older people, we have to learn. Sometimes you're going to have to bring some new ways that's how we keeping these young people's excitement, keeping their attention. You know, even uh, what was that one church that, that we had? And they, they had that gospel rapper. He rapped very well. It was uh, uh, Bethel. Uh, Bethel. Bethel. He rapped very well, and he enjoyed you know the rapping and the older people, and they, they listened to him and listened to the words and how his flow was, and they really caught on. They really enjoyed it. You know, and you you can reach people in all kind of ways because everybody's on different levels. God said, bring them in. Like you saying about the ties, bring them on into the storehouse. And we're bringing people. You got to look at it like this. We're bringing people in from out of the cold because most people out there, and, and they're looking for Christ, but they lost. But let me, let, let me go in and, and, and let Brother Rob come in. Any announcements and messages? All right, all right. We praise God for tonight. For uh, we do appreciate the word is brought forth by you and your wife, and uh, we greatly appreciate uh, everything that y'all done for us tonight. And uh, real quickly, this is a part of Purpose Kim Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you listen to listen to us via phone or internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those and appreciate those who share with your friends and family members. Let them know the Perfect Screen Network is on the air. 
Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to our host, just press the number one. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Facebook, uh, which is Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under Purpose underscore Kingdom. Also, we uh, invite you to like us on our radio network, which is PKN.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. And anytime you want to <clears throat> correspond with us via email, you can correspond with us at KingdomNet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We gladly honor that. And also, those that are needed Bible, just please send your uh, contact information, and we'll see about getting you a Bible. Okay, and also tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you come right back here at Purpose Kingdom Network to listen to the rebroadcast of tonight's show, which is the Turning Point, and it's going to be hosted by Elder Charles Lee and Reverend Maureen Lee. Okay, and once again, with God's will and God's blessing, please join us back here tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for another episode of the Turning Point. It's going to be a rebroadcast of tonight's show. All right, and with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to hand the show back over to the leads. Thank you. And also, if y'all want to book a promise, let Brother Rob know so I can get that in the mail to you because y'all need to know the promises that God promised us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Better to know than not to know because you got to know where your strengths come from. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he... If you know your strengths, because the devil already know your weaknesses. So if you know your strengths, God said he will pick you up where you fall short. So let's just, you know, thank uh, God for having a God who is so caring and loving like that to where no matter what we do day by day, we can always come back and say, God, forgive me. I wasn't thinking that day. I, you know, I didn't mean to say that. I wasn't supposed to say that. You know, but I just want you to know that I love you to a point to where I thought about what I did and that even hurt me. Because I hurt you. Amen. But we just we just so elated about the people we've met over the years. Me and my wife, we sit down and talk sometime about the churches we've been, all down North Carolina, driving, you know, all around Alabama. I took them down there to, to let them meet some of my, you know, my school classmates that I grew up with and my grandkids were so overwhelmed. We went in this Walmart and everybody, just about, I would say out of every ten people in there, at least four or five of them I was related to. My grandson said, Grandpa, you know everybody. I said, this is where I grew up in. And they, the majority of my wife would tell you, she started laughing because they recognized me before I recognized them. Charles, how you doing? We were talking about the days when we played basketball and football. They were telling my grandson, Oh, your grandpa, boy, he was something when he played football. We used to call him the destroyer. When you get out there, because he, he was playing defensive end, he was playing linebacker and stuff. I, I was never nobody wanted to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. I was never quarterback. I always wanted to hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play quarterback. But it's good yeah. to tell children your history. Yeah, so they'll know. How you started, where you started, yeah. when you got saved, when you got baptized, why you do the things you do. And I talked to my uh, Tony, Sahara, Aaron, Riley. Come here, real quick. Real quick, come here. Tony. This is Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. That's my church baby. Riley. Come here, Riley. So, Riley, she's four years old. She'll be having a birthday soon. She'll be five. She'll be the big five. And she's the one, she'll get her clothes out the night on. Or Friday, talking about church on Sunday. She can put her baby. Put your stroller on the side. Tony, tell me why you like going to church. Because it's fun. What is, what's fun about it? Talking about God. Mm-hmm. What you, you love about God? He made this world. Okay, what you love about God, Riley? Okay, I love God because we got we to gotta have baptized. Uh-huh, we got baptized. Glory, make this. Make what, everything we in? Yes. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah. It's in. 
God makes this thing. He gave man knowledge to make a vacuum cleaner. Okay. Okay. Now, Aaron, how about you? What do you love about God?
Amen. Amen. So we are so glad that you guys came and listened to us tonight because you could have been anywhere doing anything else, but you decided to listen to Purpose Kingdom tonight in the turning point. But we just want to tell you how much we love you, how much God loves you, and just like the people used to tell me all the time when I was young, I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing. So this is going to be the turning point in Purpose Kingdom, signing out with love, hugs, kisses, and we only want the best for you at that. Going out of 23 and coming into 2024. Amen. Amen. So this is the turning point. Signing off. Yeah! He was blessed. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never want to see you down. I will not lose.